the long-awaited begin of season six to the Tony G shows here. I'm your host, Tony G. It's been a long time. I mean, season five wrapped up the end of November, or I think, I think, yeah, yep, it was before Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving episode concluded season five, and here we are, season six. Again, I'm your host, Tony G. With me, as always, for another season through contract <laughs> negotiations. He's a hard bargainer, but he's here. I'm worth it. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good, man. How was your How was your winter break? It was good. I definitely missed the show, though. I'm pumped to be back and talk yep. sports. We missed a lot of stuff. Yes, we did. But, and we're going to yeah. cover a lot of stuff today. I mean, today isn't going to be, you know, as we as we preview the show a little bit, it's not going to be a full opinionated uh, discussion where, where we're going to debate this or that. It's just going to kind of be like a roundup of what we mm-hmm. missed, our thoughts on certain games. Uh, we're going to look at the NFL. We're going to look at how the playoff picture looked when the playoffs started remember super wild card weekend divisional uh, round weekend and then conference championship weekend we're going to go through all of that and we aren't going to preview the super bowl that's going to be on thursday's show we aren't going to get too in-depth on the conference championships you know will and i were just itching to discuss the packer game there's a lot of momentum swirling around here in Mm -hmm. green bay so we're not going to go full in-depth on that just yet today We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll we'll look at the game, kind of look at some highlights, what went wrong, what where the Packers could have improved to win, and we'll look at the other conference championship today as well. But the full in-depth breakdown will be on Thursday. That'll be our Super Bowl episode. We're kind of taking a bird's eye view today. Yep, yep, just kind of, and, and not just the NFL as well. We're going to look at the college football playoffs and the college football championship. Alabama won a championship again. Shocker there. And then we're going to look at the NBA, a couple big transactions as the season got going as uh, Christmas time was kind of un- evolving as well. So we're, we're going to recap that as well. It's going to be a big show today, long show today, but, you know, that's, that's what a, we're here for. Yeah, we're, we're here for uh, for some good convos. So before we get into it, uh, there's a couple things that we have to go through here at the Tony G Show. We have a new intro song. We're going to be debuting that pretty soon here as we, mm-hmm. as we kick off the show. Also, you can follow us at, on Twitter. At Will is five three one two is Will. I used to be at Tony G for days. It's different. I switched it. No, at Tony G show. Yep. I didn't even notice that. Yep, I'm bad with Twitter. I think new season, new Twitter handle. I like it. Yep, got to be a little more professional. Tony G for days. I mean, I walk into a job interview, say my my Twitter name is Tony G for days. Yeah, it doesn't sound professional. How about I kind of like it. Show? Yeah, no, I respect that. So that's the new Twitter handle. Check out that. Follow us for all. The latest news surrounding the Tony G Show. Also, we have a new cover photo. If you're listening to us, that means you're listening on the podcast platform that you choose. We're available either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And there's a new cover photo. You spent a lot of time on that. I did. And there was a couple different mock-ups. There's like 10 different mock-ups. There was a couple leaked photos, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we appreciate all the attention surrounding the Tony G Show in the social media world. But we did decide on a new one. We've come to the conclusion that it's the best one for Season 6. It's up there. I'm sure you're looking at it right now if you are listening to this to this episode. So, with that, we are going to also mention that we have the 100th episode of the Tony G Show coming up in March. Will and I are planning some big things. We have some big interviews planned. We're not going to release too much information on it just yet, of course. It's still... In the idea phase, but as we progress to 
you know, as we progress in season six, as we progress to these big plans we have, we're going to be releasing them right here on the show, on Twitter, on all our social media. So make sure you're following us. Make sure that you are following the show, listening to every episode, like the devoted listeners you are. Mm-hmm. And just with that, Tony G Nation, this is the Tony G Show Season 6. think new song huh yeah it's pretty good i mean it's pretty energizing yeah i like it yeah before we get going i just want to so everyone can you know know what's kind of going on behind the scenes tony's got like 10 screens in front of him <laughs> i do because you know tony tony g does his homework yep so he's got about you know he looks like it's nasa control room over here <laughs> yeah. he's got like his ipad and then like two more screens of his computer so he's yeah. ready to go i have the old family ipad we got a new one uh, with our you know our, our cellular plan we have family iPad at home, mm-hmm. and we got a new one. So the old one, you know, I said, can I take it to school yeah. and use it professionally? I keep it in my professional bag. So I have the iPad set up. I got my computer set up. I have the monitor set up next to my computer. I have the TV on, a sports channel. I'm ready to rock, man. Yeah, we're, we're ready to roll. I've been waiting for this setup, the microphone coming from behind me with the boom and the crane. I mean, I just look so professional right now. Can I mention that you just said, I'm ready to rock, and I was like, yeah, we're ready to roll. We got chemistry. We do. That five was... seasons of you and me. Yeah. This is our fifth season together. Six mm-hmm. seasons overall. This is our fifth season together. The chemistry has just never been better. That was some fire right there. I mean... Fire! Anyways. All right. <laughs> uh, before we get going, I, I know <laughs> one last piece of intro. I didn't mention this in the open. Tuesdays and Thursdays, just like season five, is when new episodes of the Tony G Show are going to drop. We record them in the afternoon. They're edited and posted in the evening of the same day. So Tuesdays, Thursdays, throughout this spring season this kind of wrapping up winter moving into spring uh season six will be through through april mm-hmm. i don't know if we're going to do may but through april for sure our goal is about 15 20 episodes so it'll be dropping on tuesdays and thursdays as well all right let's get into it the smile on my face i've been smiling all day i could barely sleep the last two days season six of the tony g show is here to play and stay here we go let's discuss the nfl to open here Remember when when we left, we had a couple weeks left of the regular season. The playoff Mm -hmm. picture was not set. And so eventually, the playoff picture was made. And it was a very good playoffs. I think it was very interesting games. I think there were well matchups. Um, You know, before we get into it, though, the the new picture that they have, the Super Wildcard Weekend, I get what they're trying to do. The big advertising scheme is Super Wildcard Weekend, letting extra team in. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of that, but... You know, it worked out this year, and and I look forward to diving into this playoff season in the NFL. Yeah, I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on that. I'm, do you think it's going to be something they continue to do, or is it just like a, a COVID, we need money kind of thing? I think from the sounds of it, they're going to continue doing it. I don't... Uh. I, I believe they will continue to keep this this picture moving forward. And I think that's the new uh, player agreement that they signed before mm. last year, so that 
maybe here to stay. I don't remember if it was because of COVID that they did this or was if right. it was part of the player agreement. If it was part of the player agreement, it's going to be this way for the next couple of years until they come up with a new one. So, with that being said, it was what it was, and it was fantastic. Super Wild Card Weekend. I enjoyed watching watching it. There's a lot of good games out there. And let's start, uh, you know, let's just go in order. Let's go in order mm-hmm. of the games that there were. Remember, Colts-Bills was the, the game to kick off the Super Wild Card Weekend. And as we all know, I mean, the Bills came to the AFC Championship game. They won 27-24 at home against the Colts. It was a game that kind of came down to the wire. If you remember, there was a fourth down decision somewhere in there, fourth and goal for the Colts. Um, you know, there was a big debate on whether they should have gone for it or not or whatever. Regardless, Bills got the win 27-24. And the end of the career for a famous quarterback who came on after this game and said he's going to retire, he's going to hang him up. A guy who we talk about a lot on the Tony G Show. He's been a, He's been the headline of about... Three of our episodes, three, four of our episodes, and that's Philip Rivers. His career is over. A, a good career that it was. I don't want to say great, mm-hmm. especially in the last couple of years. His play kind of tapered off, and we talked about that in season five. Never got to a Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl, of course. But regardless, the end of a career to a great leader and someone who really gave us some of the best sound bites, I think, ever in the NFL. <laughs> a guy who never swears, never swore once in his career. Mm-hmm. I'm. I, I'm willing to say life. I don't know that for sure, but he never swore. Right. And to your point, too, I mean, for a guy to last 17 years at the professional level, yeah, he's doing something right. Like, he might not go down as, you know, one of the greatest of this era, but uh, he definitely was a good quarterback at, you know, a period of time. And he's you know, still was pretty good. Right off the top of your head, Will, no thought, no explanation. Philip Rivers, Hall of Famer. If Troy Aikman's a Hall of Famer, then Phil yeah. Rivers is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> the old Jason Fonder making his way into the season six premiere of the Tony G Show. That's a good point. If Troy Aikman's the low bar standard, mm-hmm. then yep, he should be in. But but yeah, by today's standards, like compared I don't know, to most of the players, of talent out there, you know, yeah. If you compare him to like most of the players out there in terms of the quarterback position, I would say no. But yeah. if you know, if we're gonna hold all players of all eras at the same standard, then yeah, he's in. Yeah. And then we had that discussion too. The Philip Rivers. Um, Eli Manning, you could even throw Joe Flacco in there should they be in the Hall of Fame. I think Eli Manning, I just want to put this on out, out in the record, I think Eli Manning will make it. Philip Rivers, I don't think will make it. And Joe Flacco, I think, will definitely fall behind. Mm-hmm. He'll make it in the Ravens Hall of Fame, but Joe Flacco won't be a Hall of Famer yeah. in the NFL. Uh, also, before we move on to the next game, Bills, first postseason win since 1995. Good for Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a fan base that's really passionate about their Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, really, you could kind of tell going into the game, sort of the rest of the Buffalo Bills, but, you know, being the leader and captain that Josh Allen is, you could tell they wanted to win that game. And I don't know about you, but, I mean, they were my they were my pick out of the AFC. I would, I would yep. have loved to see them, you yep. know, to move on to the Super Bowl, but that's okay. They were yep. a really good team, and yep. they have a lot of promise. They played really well down the stretch of the regular mm-hmm. season. And there was a big discussion heading into this playoff game, whether there was going to be fans, you know, because of the coronavirus um, pandemic going on, still affecting the game. There's a lot of talk of if they're going to allow fans, you know, first home game for the Buffalo Bills and however long, like I said, their first win since 1995. They were at a pretty good capacity. I think it was almost half. I don't remember the wow. exact number, but but they let a good chunk of fans in to witness that game. And I, I'm glad they did. They did it safely, socially distanced, you know, fan groups, ticket-wise. Ticket mm-hmm. uh, masks, of course. So, you know, I'm glad they did it. 
Bills Mafia deserved to see that in person, and that's how the playoffs kicked off. Bills, Colts, 27-24, Bills got the win to move on to the divisional round. Also, around the Super Wild Card weekend, Rams, Seahawks in Seattle, 30-20. If there were fans at this game, I don't know that the Rams would have won. You know how Seattle is. It's a very loud stadium, one of the loudest in the NFL. I think it goes Kansas City, then it goes Seattle. And Seattle wasn't the cleanest football team all year. Russell Wilson got sacked a lot. They had offensive line problems, but Russell Wilson also held on to the ball a little bit too long. And so it was just a mesh of kind of, you know, not clean football. They won games because they were good and talented and well-coached, but they weren't clean, if you know what I mean. They weren't a fluent football team through and through, and so they got bounced in the first round of the Rams. Remember, there was that pick six by Russell Wilson, kind of a wide receiver screen to Wilson's left, and Darius Williams of the Rams picked it off went the other way. Also, a headline coming out of that game for the Rams heading into the next couple of games, Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald both banged up in that game. They were both questionable for the next game in Lambeau Field against the Packers. And also, Jared Goff, their quarterback, was kind of injured. Remember, he broke his thumb in the regular season on his throwing hand, no less. And their backup, John Wolford, got the start, but got injured. So Jared Goff had to come in and play. John Wolford only went 3 of 6 for 29 yards before he suffered a concussion. I This is something that I didn't really understand. I want to sure. ask you and yeah. hear your opinion on it. If your starting quarterback is good enough to play, why isn't he playing? Especially against the Seahawks. The Seahawks aren't a... They're not... No offense to the Washington football team. They're looking really good and they have a lot of promise. But they're not the Washington football team. Here's what I think uh, about that. Goff is an elite? (laughs) I I knew Goff is an elite. We've had that discussion before. Right. And the Rams, I think, agree because they just traded him away to the Lions. Yeah, he's gone. We're going to talk about quarterback, quarterback substitutions and switches in the episode after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so but I, I just... episode three. But I, in terms of this, I get it. I understand it. It's a broken thumb on his throwing hand. You want, you know, you just think, who's going to give you the best chance to win? Is it your starting quarterback who has his thumb injured, pretty much, you know, can't use it on his throwing hand, or do you want to start with the next guy and see if he can get it done? And they went with the backup. Regardless, it was rendered meaningless mm-hmm. the decision because Jared Goff ended up playing and getting the win for the Rams anyways and, and to be fair uh, Wolford looked like he was I mean he was throwing the ball pretty good before so I right. mean it, it didn't look like it was you know they were competing with him at the uh, quarterback spot but just kind of I guess as a Packers fan we've been kind of spoiled to have uh, players of high caliber at that position so I, I, I right. couldn't imagine having Rodgers being able to play and then choosing to start the backup over him but I guess you're right. If you know, if you feel like your backup's going to give you a higher level of play, then that's yeah. the decision you it's, make. It's mostly like uh, just a judgment call. Like I said, who's going to give you the better chance to win? Who's going to have the better play? Uh, your quarterback who isn't 100% will suit him up in case you know our guy gets injured, which happened in this case. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I don't mind the decision. I think it was the right one. But like I said, it was rendered useless because they won the game anyways. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next game, the nightcap and Super Wild Card Weekend. For that Saturday, three-game Saturday, three-game Sunday, this was a nightcap on Saturday. Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. This was a lot better game than I thought it would be. Because for everything that the Washington football team has dealt with this season, you know, the Ron Rivera cancer story, still being able to come around and and coach in the NFL while having cancer and while beating cancer in season. Remarkable story. Crazy. Then having 
your quarterback who you drafted to be the next franchise guy, Dwayne Haskins, act like he has, especially towards the end of the season, didn't show up for a press conference, blatantly ignored a press conference that he was supposed to be at. You loved him, by the way, too. I'm just going to say this. Yes. No, I'll admit it. You were all I was for high him. on him yeah. coming out of Ohio State. I was. And then, like I mentioned, the, pe- the press conference skip. Then, in the middle of a pandemic, strict protocols on players. They have a responsibility to their team, especially, especially when they're in a playoff race. And as wide open as, as it is in the NFC East for being the worst division in football, you have a real chance to make the playoffs. And you're the captain of the team, and you go out to a strip club scene without a mask. Not only was he stripped of his captaincy, cap, captaincy, cap, captain. His captain position. His, the, the position is captain of the team. Not only was he stripped of that, <laughs> he's no longer a member of the Washington football team. Yeah. I think I think it's deservedly so, mm-hmm. the way you acted. You get what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You get out what you put in, and Dwayne Haskins didn't put in enough for me. And did that phase the Washington football team from competing in that game at all? They didn't win. Buccaneers won at 31-23. But that didn't phase the Washington football team at all. They started Taylor Heineke, who went 26 of 44, 306 yards, touchdown, and an interception. And he was also the leading rusher of the Washington football team. Six rushes, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Remember, that was the one where he kind of dove for the pylon, giving up his entire body. I think he got he got smashed pretty good on that play, but I think he scored, if my memory serves me correct. So it was very impressive, his play, Tyler Heineke. And before we move on to the rest of the playoff picture, of course, the Buccaneers won the game, and they advanced to the next round in the playoffs. Washington football team got sent home. But moving forward for the Washington football team, I'm starting to think, it wouldn't be the worst idea for Taylor Heineke to be the quarterback moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy showed he wants it, shows that he can compete against a, fo- a good team. I mean, they almost beat the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers are the team going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Tampa Bay is the team representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, and Washington almost beat them in a season, like I said, where they had to overcome obstacle after obstacle. And, no less, won a division that, Granted, was really bad, but that's a division win. And they were able to compete in that game with Tyler Heineke, a guy who showed poise, a guy who showed confidence, a guy who who had very little regard for his own body. You know, and that could be a problem moving forward. I understand that. But Mm -hmm. put it all on the line to score for his team and was really leading them. You could see the energy kind of switch in Washington with him playing. I think he's the quarterback moving forward. Yeah, I would, you know, at least shows that he wants it. Obviously, like we mentioned, we're going to get into it at some point during the show. There's a right. lot of quarterback movement. It's looking like it's going to happen this season. Um, so we'll see where that takes us. But I don't know about you, but I, I think the Washington football team has a lot of promise. I agree. Obviously, Washington has kind of been hit or miss the last, what, eight years, ten yeah, years? Yeah, ever since RG3 went down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the... the It'll just be curious. I'm I'm interested to see where they'll take their division. Eagles making some moves too at the quarterback spot. At least it looks like they might. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where the world will go. I mean, they have a lot of talent, a lot of young talent, so could be uh, some good possibilities for the football team. It'll be very interesting to see where they go from here. I I didn't like Ron Rivera towards the end of his stint in Carolina. You could just see the mix wasn't working out. Sort of like the Mike McCarthy Green Bay situation. You know, it, it was kind of fading. The relationship wasn't there between team and coach. And Carolina needed a facelift starting in their facelift starting in their front office anyway. So I, I I don't mind that 
the the departure between Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers, but I really do like him here in Washington. I mm-hmm. think it's a guy who has experience, a guy knows who knows who is a leader in the locker room, who is a leader on the field, and knows what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. He went with Carolina when they lost to the Buccaneers that year. So right. I, I I like Ron Rivera in Washington, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. And imagine the chemistry that those players probably have with him as well. I mean, sticking with that team through that just crazy battle with cancer. I mean, I you know yeah. I couldn't imagine you know one having to deal with cancer, but then also running a football team on top of that. Yeah, you know that that shows a lot of you know that he has a lot of care for his players Commitment. and the people that and and the people that work with him. And I just feel like that is just probably one of the you know that one of the lead ups to the tie the tightest bonds of a team we could potentially yeah. see. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, that's just. I agree. Can you imagine your coach doing that no. for you? I mean, that's. And it, you know, we discussed this in season five, how this was done. They had the offensive and defensive coordinator kind of run the team. And then I think the offensive coordinator is the assistant coach during practice in, in, in you know, uh, throughout the practice week. And then as the game rolled around on Sunday, Ron Rivera would be there. But he'd have to get, I think, an IV at halftime when he was dealing with cancer. So the assistant coach would have to step in and, and kind of lead the team in halftime. Tough thing to deal with and to still win a division shows a lot of promise yeah. and potential moving forward for this Washington football and team. You, Not to mention they're going to get a new name in right, the next year. So. Right. And I mean, just imagine how much that means for those those team, those uh, those players to have their coach at least be there for them. I mean... Yeah. To work that hard to get there for them. Yeah. 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 yeah it says a lot about who Ron Rivera is, a guy who has some military connections as well. So he has the strong character that it takes to be a coach in the NFL. And like I said, I'm excited to see where the Washington football team goes with him as their leader. Moving on, this is super, still super wildcard weekend. This is the Sunday match, matchup of games. Ravens, Titans. Of course, the Ravens uh, got the win 20-13. to Stellar 48-yard uh, touchdown scramble by Lamar Jackson was the highlight of the game. Lamar Jackson, 16 rushes for 136 and a touchdown. And only 18 rushes, 40 yards for Derrick Henry. There you go. The key is to stop Derrick Henry. We mm-hmm. all know it. Green Bay did it. Yep. And won the game in Lambeau towards the end of the regular season. And here we are in the playoffs. You shut down Derrick Henry, you're going to beat the Tennessee Titans. I think that's the plan. Everyone knew that. But it's just become that much more of a blemish with that playoff loss for the Titans. They really have to become more than just Derrick Henry. They're just so one-dimensional with running the football with Derrick Henry. I like the promise of, I'm spacing on his name, A.J. Brown. Oh, yeah. He looks like a great player. I love the promise of him as a wideout. Ryan Tannehill, I think they could use an upgrade. I don't think they need it. Mm-mm. But they could use it at quarterback. And their defense, Mike Vrabel is a defensive-minded co- uh, coach. So and we, it'll and be we, interesting to see what he does with that defense moving into next season. And we've kind of bashed on defensive-oriented head coaches. Yep, so that's I'm gonna, not a fan of it. But Ravens done a great job, I get it. Right, yeah. yeah. And and uh Ravens Titans is always fun to watch too. I mean, that's yeah. some bad blood between those two teams. So it's yeah. kind of it's fun to see. You know, I mean there's gonna be chippiness that's gonna happen. There was dancing on the logo before the game or after the game too, and you know, it's college football stuff, but it's still fun to see mm-hmm. when professionals get into it like that and then you know, it's entertainment regardless. So that was a good game. The halfway game, the mid game, the three thirty game on Sunday. The fifth game of six games on Super Wild Card Weekend, Bears-Saints 21-9. The Saints got the win. I'll be honest, neither team looked really good. But the difference, I think, in the game, momentum-wise, of course, score-wise, 
was that big drop touchdown by Javon Wims, the trick play, had it right in his bread basket, right in his arms. My mom could have made that catch, and Javon Wims <laughs> dropped it in the end zone. He wasn't about it. Saints got the win, 21-9. They moved on to play to host, actually, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That that drop was kind of poetic justice. I mean, he was the when they played last time, he was the guy who just, like, smacked that corner oh, in the yeah, head yeah, yeah. just, like, fight. out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah, yep. I was like, what are you doing? Like, yep poetic justice speaking of bad blood with ravens titans there was mm-hmm. bad bad blood between that game as earlier in the regular season there was some chippiness as well before we move on to the next game that game was hosted by fox but also done on oh nickelodeon nickelodeon yeah interesting yeah. interesting that's right where the bears deserve to be playing anyways but regardless the nickelodeon i like that yeah it's cool because they're not like the main carrier of the football game it was still held on fox i believe it was on fox Mm -hmm. and it teaches the kids about the game you know there was stuff swirling on twitter about how there was a holding call or a false start and as the referee made the call the announcers went silent and there's this little (laughs) nickelodeon character that popped up and explained what the penalty was really i didn't know that and and the result from it so Hey, that's Teaching cool. kids about the game, trying to get the next generation into the game. I think that's something that all sports should be touching on. And, like, if you're not a fan of it, then just don't watch it on Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the downside of that? You, you Right. Kid is, is, is technically being advertised to for the NFL. It's kind of an advertisement. It kind of is. It's good business by the NFL. It's a great business move. Maybe this is a conversation for another day, but... Is, I, I agree. It, it is, should be. Is this something baseball should be doing? That's what I said. Other sports, that's the sport I had in mind. You Big put, time. You put the, I don't know, maybe game three of the World Series yeah. on, on Nickelodeon or on Disney Channel or whatever, you got the next generation being interested in baseball. Mm-hmm. Or if you put like the Saturday games on, you know, Fox carries, uh, I think, two or three... Fox Saturday baseball games, you know, one at like noon, one at 325, and then one at the nightcap. You put the 325 game on Nickelodeon or on Disney Channel or on Cartoon Network, you know, you're you're teaching the game to the next generation and really getting them interested. I mm-hmm. like that. That's great business. It's something I think sports should utilize moving forward because both sides benefit. Kids benefit from it too. Right. Nightcap, the end cap of <laughs> Will's getting excited for this one. Of Super Wild Card Weekend, Browns, Steelers. Oh, it's Browns football in the playoffs. It's Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to get the win. What if I told you it was 28 nothing Browns after the first quarter? I'd believe it. Because I was telling you since like week 10. I was like, this Steelers team, they are so not a 10-0 team. They're I was fake. I was calling it for like weeks. Will was calling them fake. Yep. And I, I was right. <laughs> you were right. I mean, they got exposed in that game. And the rest of the regular season, too. I mean, what did they finish? They lost, like, their last three games, maybe? They lost maybe? three in a row. Yeah. And then I think they lost, an, I don't know, but it, it, it got ugly for the Pittsburgh Steelers at, towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Where, do you, where do you think they need to improve? Like, is Big Everywhere. Ben done? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, they got a lot of stuff to fix. Yeah. I and I don't know why they were playing so good. To, they just had a hot start, I guess. But, yeah. Um, also I think they had a lot of talent in the wide receiver position. Uh-huh. I think what they have to do is kind of I like Mike Tomlin. I think you should keep him. But I think their offense needs a little bit of a facelift. Yeah. Big Ben hasn't said he's retiring. He was crying after the game, sitting on the bench, kind of taking it in. It certainly looked like the end of the line for Ben Roethlisberger. 
I think regardless, you get a new quarterback in there, someone who can be a little mobile, someone who can be a little more versatile, maybe a draft of running back too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe if you keep Big Ben, you got to draft a running back in the first round. Yeah, because I mean, like, is J- James Conner still around there, right? He's still but, on the organization. But, but it, you kind of need a one-two punch. That's almost something that's standard now with most yeah. of these teams. I mean, the Titans have Derrick Henry, but he's a really good running back, and I, you know, I'm not sure who their backup is. But a lot of teams who have these like not you know average to good running backs, they seem to have two of them. Yeah. Yep. If and not that, more. That's that's a trend that is common. You're starting to see. More often with these teams competing in the playoffs, the Packers, of course, with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Of course, A.J. Dillon was in the mix towards the end of the year. But even the Saints, Alvin Kamara and Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the big duo in Kansas City, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's been dealing with some injury problems as well. And then they have... Um, they Hunt. just signed Le'Veon Bell. Or Le'Veon Bell. Yep. And then there's the Browns, of course, who had yeah. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah. I, that was the deadliest duo in the NFL. So I think if you get someone to compliment James Conner or go out in front of James Conner yeah. and you keep Big Ben, then I think it'll work a little bit better. Yeah, because that's the one thing, too, with Big Ben is he's not, you know, as mobile compared no, to most not quarterbacks. Not anymore. He's not mobile at all. So, like, my thing is, like, if they're moving to a modern offense, I mean, I feel like their offense is pretty stale. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, that's why I think it's one-dimensional. Yeah, like, it's going to be hard for him to, I mean... A lot of these offenses are basically based off of let's set up a play that looks the same every time. Yeah. It's either going to be an option run or it's going to be a rollout pass. How many times does Big Ben roll out on a play action? I mean, yeah. And, you know, deep shots down the field. With maybe it'd work Chase good for them, though. I mean, they wouldn't see it coming. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the uh, Steelers do moving forward. Uh, we're almost at the halfway point already, so we better kick it into high gear here. I'm having yes, fun, though. We'll take our time if we want to. The divisional round. Rams, Packers, 32-18. The Packers got the win. They looked very good in that game. Rams didn't look so good in that game, but then again, they were hurt. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jared Goff even. They weren't the healthiest of players heading into that game. So Packers got the win. Looked really good. Looked really promising out in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. They were starting to play the anthem of Lil Wayne, who dropped his uh, green and yellow song. You know, he did that once when the Packers won the Super Bowl heading into the Super Bowl, and he, he doesn't do it very often. No. He did it this year, and, you know, things were looking promising. A lot of hope was swirling around Green Bay after that win in the divisional round. The other divisional round games after that one, Ravens-Bills, that was the game of missed field goals. Justin Tucker, one of the most accurate kickers in football history, one of three. Tyler Bass, the kicker for the Bills, one of three as well. And the Bills got the win 17-3. to Lamar Jackson got hurt in that game. It just it, it wasn't the Ravens' year. You could kind of see that. And regardless, the Bills advanced to the AFC Championship. Sunday came around. Browns, Chiefs. It looked like it was going to be a close game, but, I mean, come on. It's the Chiefs. (laughs) Chiefs got the win 22-17. It was a little closer than some expected, I'll admit. But did you really think the Browns were going to win that game? No. I mean, it's wishful thinking to think they were going to march into Kansas City and win that game. Would have been cool. It would have been very cool. It would have been a great Cinderella story for them to go to the AFC Championship game, play the Bills after beating the Chiefs. No, didn't happen. But remember, headline coming out of that game, concussion protocol for Patrick Mahomes. That was a scary-looking injury. Yes, it was. You could see kind of right away, head got driven into the ground. He Right as he tried to get up, he stumbled a little bit, and that's a terrible sign. Didn't come back in for the rest of the game. Was in pr- concussion protocol. Didn't practice, I think, until Friday or Saturday. He, I think he only had like a walkthrough on Saturday as well. So 
regardless, it was kind of a scary situation for Patrick Mahomes heading into the AFC Championship game. We'll get to how that game panned out for the Chiefs in a little bit here. The end cap to the divisional round weekend, Buccaneers, Saints. Bucks got the win 30-20, to and I'll admit, same for this game. Neither team looked very good or very promising or very clean in, in this playoff game. Kind of an ugly game, but nonetheless, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady got the win out in New Orleans after New Orleans put the beat down on Tampa Bay twice this year. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season. That's, yeah. that, that's a consistent trait throughout NFL seasons heading into the playoffs. Divisional round games, or, or divisional games in the playoffs, I should say, when one divisional team has beat the other twice, swept them in the regular season, it's hard to beat them that third time. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but it just seems like that's a trend yep. that is continuing through uh, the NFL. And I laugh a little bit here because I see my notes for the championship weekend. <laughs> Bucks, Packers. You know what You know what the notes I have here, Will? Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Cry. Yeah. Cry. 31-26, Buccaneers got the win over the Packers. Tough game. We won't get too far into it. That's coming on Thursday's show. But regardless. I got to say, though, you can argue with me on this. Aaron yeah. Rodgers outplayed Brady tenfold. I don't think anyone's saying that. I mean, Tom Brady threw three picks on three consecutive drives. Right. That was pretty ugly. That was like, yeah. But Rodgers could, you know, he had two chances to march down and win it. Yeah. And it didn't happen. So yeah. there's that argument too. But statistically, Brady played much worse than Rodgers. That is correct. <laughs> much, much <laughs> If worse. we're going to look at the silver linings, you know. That's... But then again, I mean, you think of... <clears throat> How the Buccaneers won that game, and we're not going to get too far into it. That'll yeah, be we were we were texting each other during that. That was yeah, it was. Uh, yes. I agree. The the the. I mean, the end of the first half. Yeah. What's going on here? I know. All right. Yeah. I'm starting to my my veins are starting to. I guess we're gonna go get in it, we're gonna get more into that. On Thursday the next show. Okay. Thursday. We'll I'll save my it. anger. Yep. Me too. I gotta. <sighs> I gotta take a breath now. Now you got me talking about. <sighs> I mean, the veins in my neck are starting to show. Cause I'm just... Yeah. All right. Other AFC championship game. The other championship game from uh, championship weekend. Bills, Chiefs. Chiefs got the win 38-24. It was never really a close game besides the first quarter. The Bills were winning 9 nothing after one. <laughs> and it was just all Chiefs from there. It was just all Chiefs from there. You know, and there we go. Table set. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Super Bowl. Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes, their second straight Super Bowl after their third straight conference championship. The Bucs are going to be the home team on paper and literally. The game is in Tampa Bay. It was going to be in Tampa Bay regardless of who was playing in the Super Bowl. And it just so happens the Buccaneers will be the host team in their home stadium for the first time ever in Super Bowl history. Interesting. Who are you rooting for? A good football game, Well, Patrick Mahomes all the way. <laughs> A good football game. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. A good football. I'm not a Mahomes fan, but I know I, how you well, feel okay, about Tom Brady. Okay, I'm not, I know how you feel about Tom. Yeah, Brady. I'm not like a. I'm not a. Okay, I'm a fan of Mahomes. I'm not like a. Oh my gosh, like he's you know he's crazy good player. He's sure, amazing. Yeah. He's probably going to be the the next best quarterback and yeah. you know if not the best at this current time. Yeah. Um, but I think there is a lot of overhype too. A lot of stuff that they're like, oh, the Mahomes, can, you know, yeah. can do this other, you know. Oh whatever. yeah, on Twitter, the NFL tweet about him. Yeah, yeah. Like Which tossing, is... I, okay, I, I know. Get it. But yeah, yeah. I, so I have no rooting interest in that in this game. If you want me to be completely honest, I just want a good football game. If the Bills were in it, I'd be part of the Bills mafia. 
Yeah. I'd go to, yeah. I'd go to yeah, I'd go to Buffalo. I'd be there. I'd be in the dog pound if the Browns were there. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit. I'll, I'd be dog If pound. the Browns? Yeah. So wait, who did you choose? Did you make a decision? I told you, a good football game. No rooting Make interest. a choice. You got to make a choice. <laughs> How about this? I'll give you a choice on Thursday. That's when the full preview of the Super Bowl. That'll be our Super Bowl show. I'll get. I'll give you a choice then. Okay. I gotta get, take a little bit more time to think. I'll take that. that deal. Okay. Okay. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Super Bowl, Super Bowl show coming on Thursday. Let's switch gears here to the college football realm, the college football world, since the Tony G show concluded with season five Thanksgiving weekend. Let's just go over the playoff. You know, the four teams that made the playoff, no real surprise in the four teams that made it. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. I mean, come on. Did you really think it was going to be anyone else? No. Florida looked promising, but they had too many losses to get in. A four-team playoff. I mean, it's the same four teams this year as it was any other year. So, no real surprise with the teams in the playoffs, especially the teams in the championship, but we'll get there. Let's start with the playoff games here. Alabama 31-14 over Notre Dame. And that's the game, I'll be honest, I, I kept my eye on this player the entire time, but this is the game that really showed me Devontae Smith was the Heisman. And I was going to call out every member of college football who voted against Devontae Smith to win the Heisman if he didn't get it. Because, you know... It, there was only quarterbacks and Devontae Smith as the wideout to win the Heisman in the Heisman voting. And I thought if they win it, if if anyone wins it besides Devontae Smith, it's just a quarterback award and nothing else at yeah. that. Namely Trevor Lawrence. Yep, Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones was in the voting mm-hmm. as well. Um, we'll talk about the Heisman before we get to the championship. But just that other playoff game, Ohio State 49-28 over Clemson. Remember, this was the game where Dabo Sweeney kind of put his foot in his mouth in the media leading into this game where he had Ohio State ranked 11th in the coaches' poll because they didn't play as many games. I think they came into this game against Clemson like 5-0, and 6-0, and and Clemson had like over 11 games. They were like 11-0 and or 10-1 and or something like that. I get it, but like it's Ohio State. They're talented. They're right. one of the best teams in college football, and they proved that because they got the big win, 49-28, over Clemson. This was the game to me where Justin Fields proved his toughness as well and his NFL readiness, let's say, because he took that shot to the ribs. I mean, it was yeah. a shot to the ribs. And I think the player got ejected for targeting out of Clemson. I think that's, that's what it was. And regardless, Justin Fields stayed in the game, proved his toughness, had to be writhing in pain. The ribs are a tough injury to receive. But regardless, he stayed in the game, got the win for Ohio State. Big passing. I mean, he threw the ball... There was a play where he threw the ball about 70 yards in the air yeah. for a touchdown. I mean, the guy has crazy talent. It'll be interesting to see where he goes in the draft. A couple thoughts from you, Will. Yeah, I mean, I, it was really interesting to see how the uh, the playoff picture got set up for me. That was probably the most interesting part. Sure. Um, there was a lot of drama over Ohio State, like you kind of said. So I was personally, I was thinking Ohio State didn't belong in there. I, you know, sure. they made I, it. I was kind of on that boat too. If yeah. I admit. Yeah, like. They didn't play as many games. Why are you know like so? What if they're six and zero? Oh, that's you know they've played five yeah. less games than most teams. That's a lot. You know that'd be like Wisconsin getting in six and zero. Oh, it's like well they're six and zero, oh, so they're a good team. Like yeah. Um, but I guess the people over in the who make those decisions know what they're doing, know what yeah, the teams are looking at. So obviously proved everyone wrong. Yeah. Against that. Um, because their mantra is um before we we move on to another thought you have, their mantra is they just want the four best teams in college football. Yeah, which and I mean, they don't look at re- they do look at record. They obviously look at record, blatantly look at record. Right. But you know, in this case, 
they had to disregard record. They were undefeated in the five, six games they played, but they did feel like Ohio State was one of the best college football teams out there, and it turned out they were one of the two top best as they went to the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's something that is kind of cool to see as a fan because, I mean, I don't know about you, but to me it was you know basically, all right, well, what are the four best records, and those are the ones that are going to be in in the yeah. last what, 15, 20 years? I can't remember a time when a 6-0 team made it to yeah. the playoffs. So it's cool yeah, to see how... BCS championship before the... Right. Uh, it's just cool to see how uh, they're able to make those decisions and, and there's people... And get it right most of the time. Right. I mean, they, well, they got it pretty good. So. Yeah, they were pretty spot on. With yeah. So the stage was set, Alabama-Ohio State National Championship. Before we get there, my man, Devontae Smith, ended up winning the Heisman as I wanted. When he won it, I shouted, Yes! <laughs> Like, it was someone from my favorite team winning the Heisman. It wasn't. It was Devontae Smith, but I didn't want a quarterback to win this award over this player because I felt like he was that special, and he will be that special moving forward. He was the Devontae first receiver Smith. in a long time, right? Yeah. can't remember the I exact... think he's the first person not a quarterback to win it in a long time. Like, like almost... I'm going to look it up now. Yeah. Yeah, look up <laughs> Heisman winners while, while I discuss this. We'll get back to that Heisman when Will has the stats on that, but... The, the championship game, Alabama 52-24 over Ohio State. Alabama wins the NCAA championship again for football. And Nick Saban has passed Paul Bear Bryant for most national championships as a college football head coach. Seven uh, for Nick Saban compared to the six of Bear Bryant. I think it just goes to show that Nick Saban, greatest college football coach of, of all, of all time. The numbers show it. But just what the guy has done at Alabama, who is in the SEC, one of the toughest divisions in football, to consistently be the best team, not just in the division or, or, or conference, I should say, but the best team in football. How do you argue against that? I mm-hmm. mean, best coach in college football history, got to be. It, it, it's a runaway. And another guy off the Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick trees made a name for himself. Right. He used to be the defensive coordinator for the Patriots under Big Bill. So, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you got those. You got those Heisman winners, well. Yeah. So the most recent before no. before Devonta Smith or Devonta non quarterback. Yeah. Was okay. old, old. No wide receiver. Sorry, we're doing. I'm okay. Doing most recent wide receiver was uh, Desmond Howard in 1991. Yep. Yep. Out of Michigan. So when he made the famous pose. Mm-hmm. Who was the last non quarterback to win it? Do you have the full list? I don't, but I can pull it up. Yeah, pull up the full um, list of Heisman winners because. I think there was a running back mixed in there. I, I'm not certain. Last Mark Ingram, 2009. Yep, that's who it was. I thought it was 2009. I think Reggie. I was gonna say Reggie Bush. Did he win a Heisman? He did. Yeah, yeah. In 2005. Yep. Yep. So those were the last two running backs, non-quarterbacks. But it's just become a, a quarterback award. And I'm not saying the guys who won it, who were quarterbacks, didn't deserve it. Right, but it just kind of seems like that's the mix, man. It seems like that's quarterback. If you if you play quarterback really well, you're automatically enlisted for the Heisman Award. You should be your captain. You get the ball every every play. I understand that, but when there's guys who have remarkable seasons in a different position, it just feel, doesn't feel like they have the same chance to win the Heisman as a quarterback does. No, yeah, especially it's kind of interesting to see a wide receiver have a Heisman winning year because that usually means the quarterback is playing really well too, yeah. you know? So that's kind of, yeah, it's just yeah. sometimes that play, they kind of fight against each other in that respect. Yeah, yeah that's the way it is. Um, do you want to get in on this? You know, I talked about it a little bit, but do you want to get in on this, Will? Greatest college football coach of all head time, uh, of all head time, of college football coach of all time, 
Nick Saban? Do you say anybody else? Statistically, yeah, he's the best. A hundred percent. Yeah. Seven national. I mean, to win seven national championships. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I really and beat can't... A, I think what eight nine. Right. I can't really think of somebody who would compete with those stats. I mean, I really don't. It's there's arguable. Almost really. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. There's not even somebody who'd be a close second in my book. Yeah. Paul Bear Bryant. <laughs> but, right. I mean, from our lifetime. He's the best, mm-hmm. man. Best. Mm-hmm. Urban Myers, good. Pretty good. Good. Not great. Great coach. Great coach. But, I mean, just to put up the numbers, like Nick Saban does. Right. With Alabama. To be a constant, I mean a constant powerhouse in the toughest division in college football. Yeah. Now, I'd like to see Nick Saban sign with some lower level, like not Alabama D1 sure. school. If he wins national championship, then he is the greatest of all time. Sure. That'd be a good mark. I don't think it'll ever happen, though. No, because... Nick Saban will end his career in Alabama. Because I feel like it's kind of skewed because of the draw that Alabama has. I mean, yeah. it's Alabama. I get what you're saying for, like, the... Recruitment side of it. Yeah, yeah. And he... I think Alabama has a lot of recruiting power. Yeah. Nick Saban does. Nick Saban does. I'm not saying that, that he doesn't. But, I mean, it's Alabama. Right. Everyone like, around the world knows the University of Alabama. Their talent pool for athletics is ridiculous. I mean... I mean, national championship to, to put um, Jalen Hurts... To pull him out of the game and put Tua Tungavailoa in and just have him take take over, win right. the national championship without, and I mean without, a hiccup, unbelievable. And then have him come back the next year. Exactly. And then and then in that same quarterback room where Jalen Hurts gave up the job, or not gave up the job, where Tua Tungavailoa took over the job for Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, who was just in the Heisman race, who just won a national championship, and who is going to be... Headed into the NFL draft. So, like I said, the, the, the recruiting and the talent is there. But Nick Saban, what he does, and I mean, just the way he yells at his coordinators and players and even himself, he takes it hard on himself. He put, he wants, he really wants everyone on the same level in a football game. Mm-hmm. So when he, when he's sitting there yelling at everybody, it's just, it just goes to show you how bad he wants to win, how how necessary he thinks it is for everyone to play on the same page, on the same level, at the right. same standard. Yeah. I mean, best coach of Here, all time. Here's my proposition to any Tony G fan listening out there. Tony G Nation. You, you put together a statistical analysis of, you know, top 10 college college football coaches. We want a rating for the talent level. <laughs> yeah, sure. Your winning percentage, championships. You email that to us, and then we'll, we'll uh, you know, put a, put a number on their talent pool. Yep. I think that would help figure out for sure, but that's Will McCormick at yep. SNC.edu. <laughs> <laughs> or on Twitter. Twitter's Twitter works. Twitter too. works too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or at SNC Radio at EDU. Yeah, you can send there too. SNC. SNC.edu. Whatever. SNC yeah. SNC radio at SNC.edu. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. All right. To kind of wrap up the show here, I just want to talk about a couple things from the sports world, specifically in the NBA. Because, you know, basketball kicked off, I think it was December 22nd, right around that Christmas you know, season, holiday yep. season. They started their season a little bit late due to the coronavirus and the bubble and everything going on. And there has been a lot of talk about transactions going on here. The big one that I'm going to name, I'm going to name a couple of them, but the big one we're going to talk about, Brooklyn Nets get James Harden from the Rockets, and the Rockets get a haul in their own right. They get Victor Oladipo. They get a draft consideration, a draft consideration. They get uh, Dante Exum and Radonis Kurux. I've never, I've never pronounced that name in my life, but 
regardless, you know, the Rockets got a pretty good haul too. The one big piece they got was Victor Oladipo from the Pacers. I, you know, three team swap that this was. Mm-hmm. Three, four team swap. You know, whatever it was. So, Some complicated trades in the NBA. I, it is. You it's know, they really get a lot of teams in and a lot of draft consideration. But regardless, the big piece in this move, James Harden to the Nets. And they have their own little big three out there in Brooklyn. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. I didn't think it would work because of Kyrie Irving. It's looking like they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit. Kevin Durant's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Just a clean shooter, natural shooter, and everybody knows that. One of the best players in in basketball. And pair him with James Harden, who is also a shooter. Pair him with Kyrie Irving, who, you know, likes the ball in his hands. When you mark this up on paper, you think it's not going to work. You think there's going to be too many head cases. But James Harden came over with a smile, man. I mean, the energy he brought to Brooklyn was beautiful. I mean, he wants to win. He finally feels like he's in an organization where he can be himself, where he's not constantly put on a pedestal as, Mm -hmm. why aren't you winning, James? Why aren't you winning, James? Now he's got two other of the most talented guys in the NBA by his side in Brooklyn. And and now they look... They look good to start. They're starting to hit their stride a little bit more. You know, of course, they didn't have the most chemistry uh, when they started playing after James Harden came over from Houston. But uh, yeah, there's there's that aspect. And then Kevin Durant and James Harden used to be teammates in Oklahoma City. Right. So there's that chemistry as well. It feels like they're starting to hit their stride a little bit, and they could be a really big contender in the East moving forward. And maybe now uh, James Harden can finally win an MVP because he has two superstars playing with him. You know, that's only fair. Yep. So hopefully he'll win the MVP for his sake so, you know, can finally get that off his chest. Yep. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, sarcasm. Yeah, I'm going to oh, – man, I really don't want this <laughs> this to work out for the Nets. <laughs> I want to see – I'm just – I'm not a huge James James Harden guy. I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. Um, I love – I'll say this. I love Kevin Durant. I loved him when he was with the Thunder. I still have my KDs from ninth grade in high school. You still have them? I still they wear still them. They still fit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I still wear them. When I, I didn't know when I, when I shoot I've never hoops. seen you wear them. You've never seen me wear them? Low top KDs? They're like Maybe I have. Teal? I yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know. This will be interesting. This will be real interesting. I think this, the the dynamic of uh, the personalities will be, on, will be really tested when they have some yeah. true competition. When they're met with some adversity, yeah. then we'll see what these these players, how they mesh, and their true colors will show, will show. How about some other moves around the NBA? 76ers made a move to get Al Horford out of the Eastern Conference to Oklahoma City. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that might be my favorite move. Al Horford, the buck killer, as I wear my Milwaukee Bucks shirt, still not biased, finally get Al Horford out of the Eastern Conference to the Thunder in the West. That may be my favorite move of all these transactions I'm going to name here. But the last transaction I want to name is Rockets. Uh, Wizards made a swap. John Wall and draft consideration to to Houston. And Washington receives uh, Russell Westbrook from the Houston Rockets. And Russell Westbrook, I mean, is Russell Westbrook, the tri- Mr. Triple-Double. Um, doing, doing a good job out in Washington. That's just the last name I wanted to kind of say here that happened right after the tony g show concluded december 2nd that's right because the bucks made all their moves like our last show yeah yeah or like second to last yeah um and and they got penalized too for tampering with um i think that was bogdan yeah bogdanovich the the bucks got a harsher punishment than the uh 
Astros did for cheating to win the World Series. That's correct. Whatever. <sighs> yep. The Bucks. The Bucks got caught for tampering. <laughs> but yeah, that never happens around the NBA. Again, still not biased towards the Milwaukee Bucks. All right. What do you think, Will? I mean, I feel like we we covered a lot. That there, was a lot of ground. There was a lot to cover though, and we couldn't we couldn't move on without you know getting that yeah. base layer down. I want to take a nap. You gonna take a nap? I want to take a nap right now on the show. We'll conclude the show when I wake up. What do you think? <laughs> All right, whatever. There it is, folks. Season six, episode one is in the books. Will mm-hmm. here we go. Now we're rolling. We are rolling. Now we're rolling. We're rocking and rolling. Season six, episode two will come out on Thursday. That'll be our Super Bowl show. Again, follow us on Twitter at Willis5312. That's 5312 mm-hmm. at Twitter for, for Will. I'm at, I'm at a new Twitter handle, at Tony G Show, if you want to hit me up or the show in general. Those are our Twitter handles. Again, Tuesdays, Thursdays, until April through April until around May is when Season 6 of the Tony G Show will be. Uh, there's going to be a couple big interviews coming up that we have planned and the 100th episode of the Tony G Show will come up around March. We'll have more information of that as we move closer to that. I think this is episode like 87. I believe you're correct. And I now, think. Yeah, I think so too. And then 88. So, you know, we don't want to look too far ahead in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to give a correct date right now. Just Take a date of time. Just in case, you know, Will and I go into quarantine, God forbid, and where we deal with something where we're off campus or this or that and we can't do a show and then right. it delays that date that we've been advertising. So we're not going to give a date just yet, but we'll see how it goes. Um, that'll be a little bit closer as we move towards the 100th episode. Any last final words for you, Will? No, just ready for uh, the I wasn't going to give you any anyways. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I'm ready for the, uh, excited for the conversations we have to come. A lot of, a lot of good stuff. Interesting sports stuff. I- gonna happen i have this episode i had this episode planned and after i did that I, I started planning our super bowl episode and i started planning our next tuesday episode i have the first three episodes already started and kind of have a direction for that so he's doing his homework so it, i mean tony g does his homework except for that one time yep twice uh, three times <laughs> all right that'll do it tony g nation thanks for tuning in let's have a great season huh From yeah will mccormick tony g we'll see you next time here on the tony g show <laughs>